Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio, and we're going to be talking about mindset today, and, you know, we've talked a lot about mindfulness and meditation and, you know, the monkey chatter that talks in our head that can derail us, but today we're going to talk about the wealth mindset, and I love this topic, Linda, because you and I both are small-town girls that really made a difference. And for those of you listening today that don't know Linda Franklin, Linda, can you give us a little bit about your history before we bring our guest on, Scott Lopez? Sure. Um, How far back do you want me to go? (laughs) Um, All the way back to Toronto when you're four. We have an hour. All right, so I was born in Toronto, I grew up there, and when I was 19, I decided to uh, get the hell out of Dodge, and I came to New York, and um, that was the beginning of, of a new life, and eventually I ended up working on Wall Street. I started as a secretary um, and worked as a secretary for four years, and then I asked for the opportunity to work in the firm's trading department, and my boss was a one of the smartest men I've ever met, and he he said, okay, I'll give you the chance, but if you don't make it, I'll, I won't take you back. You know, it, it's win or win. <laughs> There's no lose here. And so um, I did, and I took the chance, uh, and I... I made it, and I was there for almost 25 years, became a partner in the firm, and it was like a dream, a dream career, and, you know, I'm just, I'm grateful to this day for having had that opportunity. Well, and Linda, did you ever in a million years when you were a little girl imagine that you would be the first woman to achieve what you achieved? The first Canadian woman, I should say. The first Canadian woman um, had to have a seat on the New York Stock Exchange. No, no way. I mean, I, I, I was unlike a lot of little girls, and I did not have any really kind of dreams or aspirations. I don't know why, or maybe I did and I don't remember them, but certainly not. Even when I came to New York, I had no clue. Um, I thought, and this was the mindset, I thought because I didn't have a college education and that all I knew how to do was, was type and dictation, that it... I was going to be a secretary, and, and back in the, in the day, that's what a lot of girls and women did. So I, I thought, okay, well, that, that's it for me. But um, I changed my mind quickly. Hey, Linda, before we bring on Scott Lopez, I want to share a fantastic new sponsor 
We have FabFitFun. Now, FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. Now, imagine opening your own FabFitFun box each season with brands like Michael Stars, Trina Turk, Moroccan Oil, Dr. Brandt, Juice Beauty, Zoya, Beaker, and Chris Nations. Now, celebrity and fans include Martina McBride. Oh, don't you just love her? Uh, Ashley Tisdale, Bethany Franklin, and so many more. Each box retails for $49.99, but always has a value over $200. The fall box will be released in September, and boy, they sell out fast, and don't miss out. So check out fabfitfun.com and use the code powered up to save $10 off your first box making it only $39.99 and again that's fabfitfun.com and use the code powered up just like today's show powered up talk radio your code's going to be powered up now every fabfitfun box has a value of over $200 and it's the perfect way to treat yourself with the most amazing products of the season become a member today and get your first box for just $39.99 when you use the code powered up at FabFitFun. So with FabFitFun, you get a box of full-size products. These aren't little cheapies, Linda. They're full-size products four times a year. FabFitFun with the code POWEREDUP. Order yours today. So, Linda, when you when did you first um, when did you first become aware that you had to change your thinking? It didn't happen for me until I was 29. I was a slow I was a slow learner, but when the light went on, it really went on, and um, it all started one night when I I read a little book, and uh, the book was basically talking about consciously changing circumstances, and I read it, and it was telling me that I didn't have to rely on anybody else to be happy, to be to be to get what I wanted, um, that I was very capable of doing that for myself. And that book changed my life because I said, huh, I'm really going to go out and see if this stuff really works. And boy, did it ever work. Because once you change and the the way you think and the way you do things, people notice that. And that's what happened, um, you know, at, at work. Um, I just... I gave, I exuded confidence for the first time in my life, and that gave him the um, ability to say to me, okay, I'll give you a shot, and maybe this kid can do it. And um, it changed everything. I mean, it changed the way I – it changed relationships. It changed careers. It changed what it was important to me. Um, you know, I've changed 100 times since then, but that was the very beginning. But you re- it really was a conscious mindset change for me. That made that happen. Now, Linda, I'd like to introduce our guest today, Scott Lopez. And, you know, I'd like to talk to you, Scott, and include you in this conversation about the changing of mindsets through the choices that we make. Linda chose to read read this book. She chose to leave Toronto and go to New York, take a job as a secretary, and then go up at bat. And, you know, she knocked it out of the park. And you've done the same thing in your career, small town. And take it from there. Well, thank you very much, Linda. Very impressive. Very nice to meet you. Well, very um, nice to meet here, you, Scott. Right. I'm here in studio with uh, with Sandra. The, yes. you, you know, for me, it was um, being with, uh, you know, a single parent, uh, welfare kids. Uh, when I was growing up, my parents were divorced when I was two and a half years old. My mom was, um, you know, hardworking, single. Uh, we were on food stamps, moved around a lot. And, and really kind of living that poverty nomadic lifestyle, uh, you know, 
through elementary school. Um, I went to go live with my dad when I was uh, in junior high school and high school in a small town in northern New Mexico. Not a lot of economic development there. Uh, today, it's you know very high unemployment and, and, and high uh, drug overdose rates. You know, people from my area don't really get ahead in life, right? They do, but they don't really, um, they, they don't become investment bankers or fighter pilots like I did eventually in the Marine Corps. Um, and so I think the thing that really changed, you know, the, 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 the tipping point for me was fairly early in life when I saw so many people who were successful or happy or had stuff that I didn't have. And I would ask myself, why not me? So I think it was just the looking at the results of my life. It was kind of like, I've got to do something different to get ahead because um, I didn't have the money in the bank. I didn't have uh, the nice house. I didn't have, a, you know, a, didn't come from affluence. So it was the military that I was able to use and see as a way to get ahead in my life uh, as an enlisted Navy guy, uh, sailor who applied for a Naval ROTC scholarship. Um, I got a commission in the Marine Corps, became a fighter pilot and a public affairs officer, eventually went to business school after that, after 10 years of service to our country and um, following, you know, best practices in corporate America, uh, meeting top leaders and working for generals, uh, going overseas, working with ambassadors, um, being exposed to uh, entrepreneurs that were successfully starting uh, medical device companies, uh, investment bankers and hedge fund managers. Uh, and so it's been this kind of continuing path of my life of who else is doing something successful and what can I learn from them to maybe get the same results. I'll say very early in my life, a couple of things were the Marine Corps changed me and changed my mindset. Uh, and Brian Tracy, the uh, well-known uh, business philosopher, public speaker, uh, you know, self-help guru. Um, I think he's retired now, actually. But it, for, you know, for 30 or 40 years, Brian Tracy really uh, was very impactful. And I, I met him personally went to a couple of the seminars, and um, you know, he really imparted upon me, if you see somebody who's successful, try to figure out what they did, what their path was, and there is a recipe of success that maybe you can follow to get the same results. So, Linda, I'm going to ask you, when you, you know, like at that, that tipping point, you know, you're 29, you, you pick up this book to read, did you have a fire in your belly? Did you look around like Scott and see like, you know, I want that or, or why do people have that and I don't, you know, what was, what was your mindset at that point in your life? I didn't have the fire in my belly then, and I really, I yeah, all the, all the partners in our our firm were very wealthy, and they had their homes, and but I was doing okay, um, and, and you know, and I had, I just, it wasn't until I changed my 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 thinking that the fire in the belly you know, really started to, to smoke. And, um, and then it, you know, it, it's, it's been smoking ever since. But, you know, we, we, I, I didn't come from rich parents. And, I, and my parents were, were okay, lovely people. They were okay, but they didn't, they, you know, they, they, didn't, they didn't have dreams. They just got along. They didn't really introduce me to, to the world, to life, to, to what could be. Um, it, was, it was just, you know, Take what you can get, and um, they—they—it's not that they didn't love me, but they didn't have the ability to show me how to to go after after things that would would make a difference as I got older. So um, I had to figure that out for myself. Um, and when I when I did get to Wall Street and that and and then read the book, uh, then the 
I, I started to look around and say, hey, look at this one, this one, this one. Uh, they're doing all of these great things. They're making a lot of money. Why can't I? And that was the big change because I was making, at that time, very, very good money as a secretary. And I was getting lovely bonuses. But I was at the bottom of the ladder. I mean, I was at the top of the ladder, and I really couldn't go any higher so I said, okay, let me now go down to, to the bottom of the ladder and see how far I can climb up. And that, and that, was, a, that was brave. That was, that was a, a big change for me, and um, I took the risk, and it, and it paid off. All right, we're going to be back in after the break with Linda Franklin, Sandra Beck, and Scott Lopez. We're talking about the wealth mindset. We're going to talk about the competitive spirit when we come back after the break. More after these messages. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. LinkedIn, it's a great tool and a great way to do business in today's social media-driven world. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady with the LinkedIn Lady Show, Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern on allbusinessradionetwork.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is designed to inform, inspire, and educate businesses. Every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose. And the LinkedIn Lady will interview a variety of guests, such as business owners who can showcase their business and talk about how they use social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google+, Pinterest, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. As trends change and new applications become available, the LinkedIn Lady Show will bring that information to you in an easy-to-use, fun, and engaging way. Every Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern, it's the LinkedIn Lady Show with Carol McManus on AllBusinessRadioNetwork.com. was growing up in Wisconsin, no matter how frigid it was outside, my Uncle Bob never seemed to get cold. He would come in from the snow wearing a t-shirt and remark how fresh it was outside. Then again, folks from Wisconsin are a pretty hardy bunch. As America's official dairy state, the cows have been known to give ice cream instead of milk when the temperatures drop. What's a word for a giant snowball that is formed by rolling a smaller one through a field of snow? Hug him a dog. Megla is an old Scots word meaning to trudge laboriously through the snow. And mufflements is an old Lancashire word for thick, warm, insulating clothes and gloves. Don't forget that you shouldn't try and send text messages if you're standing out in the cold. It can lead to typothermia. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we're on Powered Up Talk Radio with Scott Lopez, and we're going to talk about the shift of consciousness. Now, I shifted from, I was competitive from day one. You know, I had to crawl faster, rock faster, and I hate to be last. I hate to be last. I hate to be left out. 
And one of the things that happened in my own personal shift of consciousness is the idea that I didn't have to fight for everything in life. I didn't have to push so hard for everything. And Linda, you and I share a lot of discussions about pushing in life as opposed to like going with the flow. You know, when I was a lifeguard, we were taught in river rescue to go with the current and and guide people like don't fight the current and, you know, guide them over to the edge and save them. But I didn't learn that till I was like 40. And so I spent a lot of time pushing against life and I really had to change my consciousness. And you did and you have. Yes, that's what that's what we have to do. And I think the first thing that we have to we have to realize is we have to look at what we're doing. You know, how do we how do we act every day? You know, what's important to us and um really really focus in on that and if you're not feeling good doing what you're doing chances are you're not doing the right thing and you have to step back and and take a look and see maybe there's another direction not even changing you know just approaching the way you're doing the things that you're doing um you know not changing you know the whole thing all at once because you know we, we call it pushing against um it doesn't it doesn't work uh like you said, the best way to get something is just to put put something in action. You have a you have an intention. You 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 put it into action, and then you step back and not be really focused on the result. Because every time you're focused on the result, you tend to push and push and push, and sometimes you push it away. I I agree with you completely. Um, you know what's interesting that, that that I noticed in a lot of my research and, and what I experienced in my life was. There are a lot of good, well-intentioned people that we interact with when we're growing up, whether it's parents, family, brothers and sisters, teachers, coaches, uh, pastors, um, you know, uh, just society at large. But you know what they don't have? They don't have the wealth mindset because if they did, they'd be wealthy, but they're not. So how can they impart this, 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 uh, this mindset of high achievement of abundance, of self-responsibility, when the majority of the people in the country are not wealthy. The majority of the people in the country are still blue-collar, middle-class, working hard, uh, nothing wrong. And we're not comparing – let's be very very uh, clear here. I'm not saying anybody's better than anybody else. That's not the case. As human beings, we are all equal. But some people are getting different results in life than others. And to me, it is a shift in consciousness. And the one thing that I found over – you know, a career in the Marine Corps and being in corporate America and an entrepreneur and coming from humble beginnings like we all did is that there is a formula that does work in terms of the top 1% that are, that are, that are achieving at the highest levels and then and, and, and do have that satisfaction. One, they have a vision for their life, right? They actually know what they got to They have a vision emotionally and uh, mentally, spiritually, physically, financially. They have a vision. They take action. Right, they have an action plan. What are you doing every day? We talked about money hours previously. You know, what? How do you set your goals? How do you set your schedule? Um, how do you uh, deploy your resources, your mental energy, your your time, uh, your physical energy, your finances? Uh, they face their fears, right? Most people are are in a fear based mentality. They face their fears. They overcome their fears, or at least they respect their fears. They don't they don't get paralyzed by them. Um, they persevere. Right, because we know life's going to throw adversity at us, and we can either go into the turtle and shrivel up, or we can move forward and get ahead. And you know, in life, uh, 
persevere, persevere, persevere is probably, or, or resilience is probably one of the most successful uh, qualities. And lastly, I think um, top performers learn from their uh, mistakes, right? There's a lessons learned. They're doing all of these things just a little bit differently, and that changes the consciousness over time. Well, that's true. It sounds like a Tony Robbins workshop. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, but, yeah, but 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 that's actually based in, in a that that you're 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 right, Linda. But that that's based on a um, uh, a study in a book that was done by a guy named Dr. Stephen J. Krauss, who's a Harvard-trained psychiatrist, yeah. who actually went through and looked at all the data. He went through close to two thousand studies on rich, successful, high-achieving people because they've been studied every which way under the sun. And what I just described actually came out in the research. It was actually science. I'm like, well, that's cool because most Tony Robbins stuff, um, nothing against Tony because I'm not here to say anything against Tony or, or anybody else, but it's not proven in science. That, what I just showed you was actually data that was you know, uh, derived and, and, and uh, correlated from, uh, from a research guy. So Yeah. No, well, you know, listen, I've, I, I've come across a lot of very, very wealthy people, and, you know, and it, that used to be very impressive, and they were really intimidating, and I, you know, I just thought, oh, I want to be like that, and, and that's the way it was for me at the beginning, but now, at this stage of my life, it's almost like, you know, happiness counts, and um, I... The, the most successful, if they if they're missing that ingredient, then I don't, you know, it's how do you define success? Well, you know? and Linda, you know, I want to jump in here because you know we've had so many long conversations about defining success, and one of the things, like you know, you you help refine my consciousness all the time. Like when I set my goals, you know, Scott, I have to tell you, when I set my goals, Linda just triples them or. Or says, don't put a limit on it. She's, you know, if I say, okay, I want to make $10,000 a month. Why $10,000 a month? It's unlimited. You, you know, and Linda, you do this naturally. Yeah, no, I mean, the sky's the limit. I mean, set the intention. Do, as I said before, just do, do what you need to do. But, but don't push at it just then. Okay. Watch what happens if you just lay back and see what the universe will bring to you to make that happen. And you don't have to kill yourself doing it. And I, you know, I believe that 100% now. I mean, I, I, I see it happen all the time. It's just letting go um, and, and watch what happens. And every time I, it happens to me, and when I, when I want to mastermind and manipulate everything, you know, I might as well go knock my head against the wall. You know, you're so right. So, so many times when I have an intention and I um, have a goal and I'm holding on to it emotionally and I'm feeling it, it's amazing who I meet later that day. Yeah. Or when I'm, or, or, or um, I'm on the internet and I click a, you know, I click this page to that page to that page, and then I see a banner ad, which is exactly what I need to know. Right? Yeah. Or I hear something on the radio or I see something on TV. But the universe has a way of delivering these little messages um, when you're in alignment and you do have your intention with yeah. feeling and you're not, you know, you're, you're going with the flow. I, I agree with you 100 percent. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. But then you but you have to pay attention. Um, and if you're if you're involved in fear and worry and where is the next meal coming from? And I really feel sorry for 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 a lot, a lot of people, especially now with, with what's going on in Texas. But, yeah, you got <laughs> Oh. oh, did we lose you, Linda? Okay, so um, while we get Linda back, I'm going to share that 
I think, Scott, like, you know, what Linda was talking about, like being aware, there's got to be some healthy balance, though. Like when I first like the my, at my lowest point, I was down to forty three dollars in my account. I had two little kids, both under the age of five, and I could not get out of my fear bubble. I could not listen to some of the universal messages and one of the gifts that the universe brought me at that time scott and linda was linda and linda came into my life through shining service worldwide you know helping women veterans transition um you know after their service and you know we linda and i just met working on a website and um you know the messages that she gave me, she would calm me down so I could listen. But not everybody's in a position where it's quiet. They've got kids, they've got jobs, they've got dogs. So what do you do? Do you meditate? Do you, like, how do you hit the pause button when you're consumed by fear and you, like, and this is a good question for you, Scott, because as a fighter pilot, you you couldn't be consumed by fear when you were doing your job. So I think it goes back to training. It goes back to um, habits, habit patterns. What are the habit patterns that you have every day? And understanding, we talked about on a, on a different show a while back, uh, there is this feedback loop that's continually going inside your brain. It's your thoughts lead to your emotions. Your emotions lead to your actions. Your actions lead to your results. And your results lead back to more thoughts. And it's this this continuous loop that's going on psych, you know, psychologically uh, and which drives into the subconscious. So what are you feeding yourself? Are you, you know, are you around positive affirmations? Are you listening to the TV all day long? Are you watching Game of Thrones? Are you going to, are you networking? I mean, what are you actually doing every single day and what kind of uh, um, material are, are and people and energy are you exposing yourself to? If that's going to give you a good indication Look at your results. If you don't like your results, look at your actions. You don't like your actions, look at your emotions. You don't like your emotions, well, what's the thoughts that you're putting into your brain? Successful people, uh, high-achieving people are very, very, very focused, right, in a, in a healthy way. And they have the discipline to write their goals. They have the discipline to review their checklist, to review their goals every single day. You know, success, I mean, there was a time in my life where I was looking at the top 10 things that I wanted in life every single morning and meditating on them as if I already had them. And I did it for like two and a half years and it's stuff and, 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 and doing your gratitude. So I think it's just having the, I don't know if there's any one specific uh, technique, but just what are you doing every single day? Um, are you, are you consumed with self-responsibility or are you in fear and pity and victim mentality? Like the world's crashing in on me. No, the world's not crashing in on you. You've made decisions in the past that put you here. And what are you going to do moving forward? Right. And if you need help, go get the help. You know, you know, it, it, it's okay. Cause it, you know, it, anybody can rebuild. I was on welfare. My parents were divorced. My uncle just died of a drug overdose last year, you know, but I'm being successful. You have lost everything. And you've, you Sandra have, have uh, persevered and built a very successful business. And you're going to be even dramatically more successful in the future. So uh, it's that perseverance. It's the habits that you have. Um, but what are you putting into your brain on a regular basis? And I think it goes ultimately back to self-responsibility because only you can control that. Right. Only you can control it. Okay. We're visiting today with Scott Lopez. Scott, what's your radio station or your radio show coming up? It's uh, DisruptiveInvestorRadio.com. 
Okay, we're here with Linda Franklin, Scott Lopez. I am your uh, host today, Sandra Beck. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk more about this kind of, you know, Scott mentioned it, Linda mentioned it, this like universal alignment, you know, working with the universe. And, you know, how do we fold that into our success model? We'll be back after the break. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Toss some pennies into the fountain of youth. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. By the time this show is over, you'll blink at least 30 times. The average person normally blinks about 20 times per minute, or 17,000 times a day. A faster rate usually indicates anxiety or emotional stress. What's the word for someone who blinks a lot? A squint of FIGO. FBI agents have identified a specific type of blink that they directly associate with gamer stain. That's a person who tends toward deception and fraud. Attorneys, also known as pedophoggers, look for blinking when they have people on the stand. The eyelash flutter means they really do not like the question at all. Women blink more than men, but when a man blinks at a woman, he always appreciates a wink back. What's another word for flirting? Hazelkoo. It's marching day. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's some more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck. I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio, and we're visiting today with Scott Lopez. He is an entrepreneur. He's highly educated. He's a former pilot pilot, and a Marine. So this is so cool that here are three really different people. We've got... We've got, you know, Scott grew up in New Mexico, welfare kid. Then we've got Linda from Toronto. We've got, you know, me from the cornfields outside of Buffalo. Yet here we are talking about the universe and being in alignment. And, you know, Linda and Scott, when I started reading a lot of this spiritual success stuff, like, you know, they would say the universe is in alignment. You have to be in alignment with the universe. And, you know, for somebody that grew up like I did, the only thing I knew about alignment was like, you got to align your tires or you're going to skid off the road in a snowstorm. So this concept of alignment 
was elusive for me for a long time. So I'm going to go to Scott first and ask you <clears throat> about alignment. Like, what does it mean to be in alignment with the universe? And how does that affect you in the things that you want in life? So uh, it's kind of a spiritual woo-woo concept that as I study successful people and great philosophers and high-achieving uh, individuals, they're all very spiritual. I mean, spirituality runs through uh, the fabric of our society and of all of our cultures and, and, and mankind. Um, I guess I would start with the concept that, 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 that I've learned is everything is energy, right? Everything is energy, and your thoughts have energy. So if you actually put electrodes on your, on your scalp uh, over your, you know, your cranium, there's something called an EEG machine, and it changes based on your thoughts. And so the concept or the, the, the idea that, you know, uh, when we look at law of attraction, you're putting out thoughts and you're putting out energy that's being transmitted from your body. And you can do that on an EKG with your heart, right? It has its own electrical impulses of amplitude and frequency and, and power. So we're all projecting energy out and our body is ultimately energy. So when we say that we're in alignment, what you're really doing, I think, uh, from a spiritual perspective, is that you're putting out a frequency and you're attracting other like frequency uh, situations to you, whether it be people, um, uh, again, situations, events, activities, that's alignment. So if we say one thing, but we do another, you're not in alignment. Um, I, I think really understanding this concept, and so you know, it's the thinking, it's the emotions, the emotions have energy to them, they have thoughts, uh, it all kind of starts to interweave on itself. What happens for a lot of people is that they don't actually take action on it, right? They just, they just think it through and we have these, these vision quests and, and you know, we, we, we get so caught up in these grandiose ideas that we don't actually take day-to-day -day pragmatic uh, steps that are going to uh, pay the bills, uh, you know, meet your milestones, hit your, hit your, hit, hit your goals and your deadlines. Um, when those two things are happening in parallel, then I think that's when we get the results. Uh, absolutely, and the way it was explained to me is if you if you're if you're like on a radio and you're you're want to listen to rock, but you're on a classical station, you're not going to bring in what you want. So you have to like turn the dial until you're going to hear the, uh, the the music that you want. And it's the same with the universe. I mean, I think everything that we want is right outside of our door, but we don't know how to open the door and let it in. And so. Um, if you're, if you're, you know, you have a goal, you have a dream, that you, you know, whatever that may be, but you're, it's mired, your emotions are mired in fear, and they're mired in anger, and they're mired in jealousy, and they're mired in all of those very, very low vibrational emotions, you're not going to be able to open the door and let your dreams come in. So you have to the only way that they are ever going to come into your life is for you to change that about yourself. And so many people, I think maybe they understand it, but the responsibility of doing that and taking care of yourself um, and, and, and taking action yourself, it's, a lot of people, they just want to point the, the finger of blame. And I wasn't going to talk about Trump, but he's a great example. Since he's been in office and way before that, no matter what happens, it's never his fault. He's always pointing the finger at somebody else. It's never him. And so, it, you know, if that's what we're doing in our own lives on a smaller scale that are not going to cause wars and God knows, and trade wars, 
that's that's the same result. Eventually, it, it you, the the static is so strong that that nothing gets through. Does does that make any sense at all? Well, I think, you know, when we talk about blame, um, you know, anytime you blame somebody, you know, regardless of the situation, the circumstances, you immediately put yourself into a victim position. You know, it's basically saying it's your fault. I'm powerless to do anything about it. And um, I really need to uh, make a change if I'm going to make any changes, if I'm going to get myself like, you know, Linda, when I went through my like financial crash, um, if I sat around saying like, oh, my husband left me, oh, you know, my mom died, oh, my, you know, Flagstaff place, you know, foreclosed because of the big bad banks, that is giving away all my power. And you were there, you were there with me every step of the way through through this transition. But, you know, you really helped me not to go to that blame position because that blame position makes you feel crappy. You know, you don't want to get up, you feel powerless. And, you know, that whole victim mentality allows allowed me to wallow and you know you were so great at that time in my life to inspire me to put that aside and to take responsibility for my part in it because that wasn't easy no it, it's never easy i mean what do we say that that life is life is simple but not easy right yeah i, I mean changing the way if changing the habits of a lifetime and changing you know the way we think and changing our consciousness I mean, that's something that we have to do on a daily basis. It's not like some, you know, it's not something you have to do for 10 days and, and you're, you're clear for the rest of your life. It's a, it's a, it's constant because we're changing. Everything around us is changing. The people in our lives are changing. So we, we have to, you know, be aware of all of that, you know, going on. But I think that the most important thing that we have to do is see where we are every day. Let, you know, take, take your temperature every day. Are you are you okay? Um, are you are you going with the flow? What has to be adjusted? It's like turning the dial of the radio so you can bring in the music that you want, but on a constant basis, not you know, not just once in a while when you're in crisis. Um, I, I, absolutely, I, I think you know you said something. Do you have to make an adjustments? I would even go so far as to say expect adjustment, right? I mean, we 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 get in alignment with what we want. We take action. But we know that there's going to have to be some adjustments along the way and just expect it. So we're going to have to go left. We're going to have to go right. We're going to have to do two steps forward, one step back. We have to get extra help. Um, we're going to have to drop on, you know, get creative. Um, and that's life. That's learning. That's, um, you know, overcoming that adversity. But I, I love everything you guys are saying. And just, you know, from, from a positive perspective uh, for everybody out there, just know as you set your goals and your intention, expect adjustment because it's going to come. Well, I think, you know, that ability to adjust to, you get better with it. You know, like when I was in my 20s, I was kind of very certain of the way things should go. You know, I graduated, you know, 21 with my MBA thinking I got the world by the tail. And I got better at adjusting. I got better at flexing. You know, I think as I I've gotten older, I've I've acquired some of these skills because not all of us are born being flexible and, you know, ability to adjust. I know I have a hard time letting go of things. I'm, I'm kind of like a rabid dog with a bone. And, you know, until I've chewed everything out of the bone, I won't let it go. But that doesn't always work. It's like it's, it's a blessing and a curse. 
No, well, it's called it's, tenacity. It's called tenacity and perseverance, and that's actually a good quality. <laughs> you just got to know when to tap sometimes. Tap or nap, as we say <laughs> in jiu-jitsu. You're going to learn eventually when, you, when, when to throw in the towel, and that's okay. Yeah, and I think you have to use yourself as the barometer. I mean, if, if, if you're, you're pushing for something and pushing and you're not letting go and it's not working and it's not working, and meanwhile you're not feeling well and you get sick and you get headaches and you're throwing up and you're not sleeping, I say, my God, your body's giving you some, some pretty heavy signals here. Hey, baby, maybe it's time to, to veer left um, and let this thing go. Um, because, you know, we are... We are a work in progress, all of this. We change. I mean, the, my priority list from when I was in my 20s to 30s to 40s to 50s, my God, it's changed like a gazillion times. And if we try to hold on to what was, we're, we're going to be in bad shape. So, yeah, we learn and we grow, and it's okay to change. Change is a very, very good thing. And especially now, I mean, with what's going on in the universe right now, I mean, it's changing at, at, at supersonic speed, and if we don't change with it, we're going to, I don't know, we're, we're going to really, really be suffering. So it's time to take a look around and say, okay, it's all right to change. Uh, this worked for me before, but it isn't working for me now. So, uh, you know, what can I do now to, to make it fit in, in, what, in, in, in my world? And I think that that's very important because some people are so, so afraid of change and they hold on for dear life and, and it just, it just doesn't work. And, and especially now it doesn't work because as I said, it's just, it's moving so fast. So, um, two things, two thoughts to that, cause we're, we're, uh, we're, we're I guess we're going to be wrapping up here. One is, are you happy? Right. For everybody. Are you happy? Where, where's your greatest happiness and your greatest stress coming from? And again, back to your comment, Linda, about the internal barometer, um, each person, it's different. But just ask yourself, am I happy? You know, and is it realistic that I'm happy? Am I the cause of this? Or are there external uh, situations that I put myself in? And can I make adjustments moving forward? And of course, you can. Uh, back to the disruption. You know, I have a, a radio show that I'm kicking off September 26th, uh, disruptive and uh, disruptiveinvestorradio.com. And that's all we're talking about is the speed of disruption and innovation. It is breakneck artificial intelligence, drones, robots, cryptocurrency, AR, augmented reality, virtual reality, uh, cannabis. I mean, uh, esports. I mean, it just goes back on and on and on. And what does that mean to all of us? Well, it's going to mean a lot. Uh, but if you're educated, nothing to fear. Just respect it and take advantage of it. Well, when we come okay. back from the break, I'd like to talk about that. I would, I'd like to hear more about your show. And, and you know, that's right. Everything is changing. <laughs> so, you know, uh, that's going to be a terrific show because it's going to show us how to, how to, to, to work with the changes. Okay, I'm going to take us to commercial break. We're visiting today with Scott Lopez. He's the host of... DisruptiveInvestorRadio.com. <laughs> and we're also visiting with Linda Franklin, my lovely co-host and friend. And for those of you that like today's show, um, check us out on iTunes. You can Google us. And, you know, we cover everything from spirituality to growth to, um, you know, the new way of doing business because it's a whole new marketplace. It's a whole new world and it's changing rapidly. We'll be back after the break. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages.
Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author, and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Gain a fresh perspective on how to redefine, reinvent, and rebuild your life. Join Geraldine Tegelov live every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Toginet Radio Network. A dentist invented the first electric chair? Just thinking about going to the dentist makes me feel like I'm headed for death row. What's a word for the fear of a dentist? Odontophobia. Bruxomania is another word for the compulsive grinding of one's teeth. Early toothbrushes were twigs with frayed ends. Toothpaste in a tube was made available to the public in 1892 and was called Dr. Scheffel's Cream Dentifrice. Now Americans buy 14 million gallons of toothpaste every year. In Mexico, the tooth fairy is called the tooth mouse. Half of all Americans say that a smile is the first thing they notice about a person. It's easy to spot a person with a fake smile, otherwise known as an exodesiast. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin and Scott Lopez, and we are going to talk about disruption. Disrupt, disrupt. I mean, everything is topsy-turvy. Everything's changing at breakneck speed. Scott, I want to go to you first to talk a little bit about this, you know, Disruptor Investor Radio, but really, what is disruption, and why should we care? Well, you know, we are living in a world in a time of unprecedented innovation, uh, in, in multiple ways. If we can all remember back just a few years uh, growing up and Kodak cameras, right? Look at Kodak. Where's Kodak today? They've been disrupted uh, into oblivion almost, right? Um, d- uh, blockbuster radio. Blockbuster. Oh, Blockbuster video. video. Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot about the Blockbuster video. Think about Netflix. I mean, they're gone. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, they were a huge part of my life growing up, you know, in uh, in my 20s and 30s and uh, now they don't exist anymore because everything's streamed over the internet. Right? Oh my God, I love me my voodoo. So, so as an investment banker, um, I work with a lot of uh, tech companies, uh, medical device companies. I see a lot of different types of technologies and entrepreneurs that are uh, taking advantage of the stuff that's happened in Silicon Valley or in Boston or some of these other uh, um, you know centers around the country: Austin, Texas, Boulder, Seattle, Minnesota. Um, there's just really a lot of exciting companies out there, but what does it really mean? Well, artificial intelligence, for example, um, you know, on, on, in, in one way, artificial intelligence, people think of the Terminator, 
right? And uh, Skynet and everything, you know, uh, the robots taking over the world. And I'll be back. I'll be back, but, you know, and, you know, and taking over the, their, their human hosts or, or, the, or uh, you know, a lot of these, you know, science fiction movies. But artificial intelligence, cryptocurrency, which is also Bitcoin and blockchain technology, um, uh, augmented reality, virtual reality, um, you know, drones are everywhere, robots, um, you know, esports. I don't know how many people are, are, are into esports, but the idea of going to a stadium and watching a bunch of uh, kids uh, play video games. I never would have thought of that, but it's a multi-billion-dollar industry. Oh, my kids are all yeah. over that. They just for, had the championship. For, it's huge, but for you know the older generations, we don't know what that means. You know, medical uh, medical technology, nanotechnology. Here's one small example. There's a company in New Mexico. Uh, I'll, there's two companies in New Mexico. I'm from there, so I'll, I'll I'll give these guys a plug. One is called Descartes Labs. They are an artificial intelligence company. That is taking all of the through their through their algorithms and their machine learning. They're taking all the data and imagery from satellite photos that have ever existed, which is petabytes of data. It's like more data than you could ever imagine. It's all unstructured. They're using their artificial intelligence to structure it and make it useful so that we can figure out the effects of the flooding from Hurricane Harvey, the effects of wildfires, the effects of agricultural changes on a global scale. Well, pretty heavy stuff. What does that mean? That means that um, we can make smart decisions on how to feed the planet. That's one example. Um, there's another company called uh, 3D Glass Solutions. The next generation of, of of bandwidth on our phones, our smartphones, is called 5G. Right? Everyone has 4G, maybe 3G, LTE, but 5G is next. 5G is going to change everything. Right? I mean, the amount of data that can be transmitted over a 5G network is going to be 100 times more faster than the 4G networks. But you know what the limiting factor is? It's not the actual data. It's the microchips inside of the smartphones can't handle it. they got to keep them cool. they got to keep them cool, and they're just too big. So 3D Glass Solutions is making a disruptive nanochip, which is down, which is smaller than cellular level, chips that can actually process that, that, that content and that data so that you could download a three, pardon me, an HD high definition movie, two hours in three seconds. Wow! So, what is that going to do for interactive uh, experiences? Everybody or gaming? Well, gaming exactly. So, iTunes right now is actually losing money on their streaming business. Mm-hmm. It's not that that because people want interactive experiences. They want a virtual reality, and they want it personalized. Well, there's billions of people that it could be personalized for. That's all coming. And it's coming very quickly. That's some of the disruption. So, as, so, so how do we participate? Well, we can be an entrepreneur. We can maybe start a company in this. We can be an investor in this. We could, if we're a blue-collar worker, we can get cross-trained, right? We can get cross-trained and go work for some of these uh, companies. Intel has some amazing uh, technology courses and online, uni- uh, online universities. Um, if you're a C-level executive, you can start to look for companies to acquire. You can be uh, adjust your strategy so that you're not the next Kodak or you're the you know you're not the next Blockbuster. It's it's but it's happening at breakneck speed in multiple uh, industries. And again, nothing to be fearful of, but be educated and respect what's going on because you could be on the outside looking in if you're not careful. And if you're really savvy, you could make thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, or even millions of dollars uh, as an investor. 
or billions of dollars. I mean, didn't Kite get taken over today by uh, Gilead? I mean, for for eleven billion dollars because they've got a, a, a almost a brand new cancer drug. But you know, I, I for people, you know, for people, for our listeners, just all you have to do is say one word, and they're going to get it. Amazon. Look what Amazon has done to retail. And you look at, go to the malls, I mean, and the stores, um, you know, everybody is, you know, is online with Amazon. And, and sometimes I feel guilty being on Amazon because I know that I'm putting my little neighborhood store out of business because I'm ordering on Amazon. But that's the way, you know, that's the way it is. And it's, <sighs> right, everything is changing so fast. And it's really interesting because we've had guests on our show that talk about even, you know, uh, Google before it was Google, and he was a dream expert, and he, he talked about, I don't know if it was Eric or one of the, no, Larry, uh, Larry Page. He dreamt about Google, you know, several nights, and, and then he took what he dreamed and he made it into Google. I mean, and I've heard, I mean, I think we've heard that story all, all a lot, you know, paying attention to the messages that we get, how many do we ignore um, when it could be, you know, the next best thing since, since sliced bread. Um, so, you know, being in that, that place uh, of receiving all of these internal messages from uh, and, and then acting on them, I mean, you know, it changes lives. I guess my favorite guy uh, investor is Warren Buffett because he's, he's been around for a very long time. He's been uber successful. But when you see Warren Buffett on television, he is the happiest little guy that you ever want to see. He's laughing. He's happy. He's going to McDonald's every day on the drive through to get his breakfast. I mean, he's really enjoying his life. Yeah, he's uber successful. He's a, you know, he's a brilliant man, but he's, he's happy. That, you know, well, I mean, I, he's, he's my role model. Well, he's one to really look, you know, um, definitely want to look at what he's done and how he, how, how he looks at life. I think we would all agree, and we didn't really talk about this yet, but in the areas of life where money works, it works really well, right? It gives you opportunity. You can, you can get health care. You can travel. You can enjoy the finer things in life. In, in the area of, of life where it doesn't work, i.e. your relationships, you know, um, it doesn't work. In, in, in Warren Buffett's an example of somebody who understands the importance of being heart-centered, I think, of, you know, uh, taking care of family, society, um, you know, having being philanthropic uh, and, and living that balance. And we were talking about yeah. work-life balance a while ago. Uh, to me, I don't really like that term work-life balance. I think people use that as an excuse for mediocrity. That's just me personally. Some people may have an issue with that. But I do think uh, the concept of prioritization is, is, is something that resonates with me a little bit more. Like, what's most important, and put your focus there. Well, if you if you you know, work is not work if you love what you're doing. That's you know that it's fun fun doing it. Um, I mean, another one of my idols has always been Michael Bloomberg. I mean, you know, and look what he's 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 giving away so much and doing so much for the world. Um, Brilliant, brilliant man, and but he's he's making a difference. I mean, I I think that that has to play into it too, you know. I and 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 you know and and uh, you know Microsoft, uh, Bill Gates. I mean, you know, they're 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 brilliant, brilliant minds, but they're changing the world. I and maybe they've gotten all of this wealth and success, so they could go out and change the world. They're like pioneers. Well, I would say that we're doing that right here on this radio show. I mean, this is a platform uh, and a voice and an opportunity to make a difference for people and share a message. 
you know, I a message agree. that can impact that can impact uh, tens, hundreds, or millions, you know, thousands of people, millions of people. Yeah. Well, well what I, I always think about it, I just want to jump in. You know, we air in like 17 different countries. And, you know, when you think about disruptive technology, you go back 20 years, the, the opportunity to reach the amount of people that we reach and the amount of markets that we reach just was not possible for the technology. And you look what we have today. I can't wait to see what's going to come in the future. I think another thing that we're going to see in terms of drones and robots are, the, you know, autonomous vehicles. You know that is coming. It's 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 on its way. There again, there's another company in Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's called Trilumina. They have the laser uh, sensors that are put around the car. So as the this this uh, autonomous vehicle is driving, it's sending out ultraviolet lasers so it can map where it's going. And it's like they're the best in the world at this. Um, so I would just encourage people. Um, know that there's a lot of disruption happening and just just uh, use it as an opportunity. I, I think more wealth is going to get created in the next 10, 15 years than maybe in the hi- history of the planet. I mean, there's just so much. And, and, and why is that? Because our needs are so great, you know, um, whether it be clean technology, feeding the planet, making things more efficient, energy conservation, uh, recycling, you know, personalized medicine. I mean, it just goes on and on. But the needs are so great in our society um, which means that there will be entrepreneurs that will bring in disruptive solutions and take it to the next level. I would also just want to um, uh, just encourage people, be careful of this idea of the unicorn, like this bill, you know, in, in, in investing, we say uh, the unicorn is a venture capital term of we find that one company that's going to be the $2 billion, $3 billion Facebook, Amazon, Microsoft, Apple. You know, there's a lot of great companies that are only making $100 million a year you know, or $50 million a year, you can invest in those and still do well. And, you know, those guys need help too. Okay. You guys, this went so fast. I can't wait to have you back, Scott, Linda, this, I just want to give you a second to wrap before we, we uh, end the show. No, I, I mean, Scott is absolutely right. Um, there's good, the, the, the opportunities are, are endless and they're coming faster than you could ever believe. So if you have a dream and if you have a thought, you know, act on it. Don't be afraid. Fear is the biggest killer of dreams. And, uh, and you can join us at Disruptive, uh, DisruptiveInvestorRadio.com uh, every Tuesday afternoon and we'll tell you about all kinds of cool stuff. Okay. All right. Well, you guys, another week's in the can. We'll be back again next week with another thought-provoking show. This is Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and Scott Lopez for Powered Up Talk Radio. We'll see you next week. We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and 